Go beyond the superficial. Go beyond the noise. And Hype delivers business knowledge gained from developing and manufacturing hundreds of products. Working with high growth entrepreneurs from all over the world. Focus skills and passion into innovative ideas. Take control. Become the engineer of your own life. Transform product ideas into business realities. This is End Hype. Transform product ideas into a business reality. My name is Callie Keen, and this is End Hype. To grow, our team has to grow. Not just in size, not just in headcount, but in quality. We all have to grow together. And if you can't grow, you got to go. All right, story time. So I'm sure every business owner, entrepreneur has gone through this or seen some version of this. Hell, if you're an employee and you've been with a company long enough, you've probably seen this as well. Hopefully you haven't been this, but you know we all grow and evolve. But uh, we run a manufacturing facility, and in manufacturing, the technology is always changing. How you make something is changing. The machines are changing. Right, the software that we use is changing, and it's not the fastest-paced industry in the world. It's not, you know, it's not uh, IT. It's not like quantum physics or anything. But it does change, and it's changing at a more and more rapid pace recently. But there's always the people that are like, "We've always done it like this. This way works. Uh, I don't want to learn that new software." They hoard information because they're the expert. And maybe this is eliciting some memories from you, but we had a key person. This was, this was probably 15 years ago. And they were phenomenal at their job in the day, in their day, right? So 25 years ago, they would have been one of the best, one of the best in the whole market at being um, – being in that specific position. But then at the time where we were growing and we started to get into progressively more complex manufacturing and they didn't come over, they didn't want to personally grow, they didn't want to go through the training programs, they didn't want to use the new software, they didn't want to use the new equipment, they didn't want to implement the processes and systems that were setting a foundation, even as slow as we were, setting that foundation for scale. And as that small amount of pressure built, they just had to go. And 25 years ago, that would have been a massive blow. But at the time that they left, they were very easily replaced. So much so that it was difficult for them to even find a job doing that position at a comparable business because they didn't know the state of technology. They didn't know how to work uh, in a modern version of the way the business is. And uh, I'm telling this story not to, you know, not to rag on that person or look down on them because it's a cultural issue. And we'll, we'll get to that piece as well because if you own a business, at the end of the day, everything is your fault, right? That's the bottom line. And what I want 
to talk about is not just in the technology, but in the culture and in the processes. And as we want to grow and improve our business, you know, you want to sell more stuff. You want to do better things. You want to do more complex things. You want to elevate your brand. You have to elevate your culture. And there's a certain flavor of person that thrives in that pressure, right? They look at those opportunities and, and, and say like, yeah, 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 I want to get involved in this. I want to be on a wedding team. I want to do these things. And there's a group of people that don't, right? They just want to do their thing. And that's okay too, right? It's on us. So that's really what I want to get into today is I want to hold that story in my mind and I want to think of that person, right? We have to evolve every member of our team to be able to evolve our business, right? We can't implement new technology, implement better processes. We can't grow and take on more and become what we want to become unless every single member of our team is also growing, right? That has that personal development, that has that coaching in place, that has that culture in place, that has that bit that lays down a framework that will allow us to grow on you know, built on rock, built on a real foundation, not built on sand of uh, me telling somebody what to do every second of the day. So uh, how do we do this? Let's go through three points, and I'm sure that there's 300 points on how to do this, but the first piece is to understand culture. And this is something that we're learning, that I'm learning, I'm developing an understanding for and that we'll be focusing on to grow the businesses is culture and culture driven by core values, right? So in the past, things like mission and vision and values, it all seemed like a lot of fluff. It wasn't super tactical and it wasn't super guided. And I'm sure that you've seen companies that have these crazy core values like quality, right? Uh, like excellence. And, and they're, not really, they're not really tied to anything actionable. They're kind of like dream states. They're what they wish their company was, not what it, it is or what it could become. They're just aspirational values that they, they're espousing to get you to think that they're a cool company. Like, oh, they must be good. Quality is one of their values. Generally, those things are inactionable or they're just table stakes. Like every company has to be quality, right? Otherwise, you know, people will talk, right? People will say that it's no good. But um, the core values piece, not just from, not just from uh, my mentor, but I'm reading Gino Wickman's EOS books, his series of books, and he really puts it in an extremely actionable framework. So I, I would pick that up. Um, I'd pick up traction. I'd pick up get a grip if you can. Get a grip is the novelization of the um, of the process that's in traction. Very good. But it's essentially like this: is if you look at the employees that you have, you look at the people on your team, you look at the attributes that they have that make them good and you write those down and you filter it down, you can come up with a set of values that is the current state 
of what's great about your business and great about the people. And it's what you actually do because culture is what these people do when you're not looking, right? It's what people feel about your business internally, just like your brand is what people think about your company externally. It's a sentiment versus what you say. Culture is what you do, not what you say you do. It's what other people do, right? It's what happens when you go on vacation, right? It's what people would do in their natural state. It's it's uh, not just writing on the wall. It's what's actually happening. So if we pick what we like about these employees and we write it down, we can filter a list, three, five, whatever core values, and then we can use that as a tool to go through the rest of the people on our team and say, hey, is this person a plus? Is it neutral? Is it minus on each of these values? And we can actually grade and we can recognize, we can reward and we can coach people based on an actual framework of those values. And I think that that is it's very clear cut. Uh, it's very actionable. So I, I would, I definitely strongly recommend going out and looking at that book. And there's other elements of that book that we're uh, discussing back and forth right now and um, we'll be implementing in the near future. So very powerful. And you know how much I like to hate on business books because they're just 200 pages of filler with like five pages of value. That book's pretty valuable all the way through. Um, It might even be under 200 pages. So kudos. (laughs) Um, the, the next point that I want to make is that we're not the same, right? You're running a business, right? People are members of your team. We're not all the same. And as we grow, maybe you're going out and you're investing in your personal development, not just functional training, but training your mind or training your body or training other elements of your life. Not everyone is like that, right? And as you grow and as you want the company to grow, it's natural that even with a heavy investment in coaching and a heavy investment in training, that your dreams and your processes and your business will outgrow the people that are on your team, right? You'll be asking more from them than what they... uh, then they can deliver, right? And that's, it's natural. It's natural, right? Not everyone's going to grow at the same pace. And that's okay, right? Uh, We're going to do everything that we can to put somebody in the right position, hold them accountable, make sure that they're doing what we need them to do, what they need to do to achieve whatever they're trying to achieve. And if you have some questions about that. I did a podcast about asking why and having goals a ways back. And that's really, really critical to know why we're doing something and set a real goal and know what is that team member trying to achieve with their life, right? And do their actions map or are they congruent to what their dreams are and attaching what they want to do with what we're asking them to do because their job is in part a vehicle to facilitate what they want their life to look like. And if those things are out of balance because we're asking too much of them, 
or they don't have a dream, they don't have anything that they're aspiring to, they don't have any way that they're growing personally, how can we grow if they don't grow? So our dream has to be big enough for their dream to fit inside of it, but they have to have a dream. So that first part comes from Ed Milet. That second part is just something interesting that I've discovered from talking to people. A lot of people don't have a dream. They don't know why they're doing it. They're just trying to get through the week. They're just trying to get through the month. And you have to understand that as an entrepreneur, as somebody that puts risk out, that puts their life on the line for something bigger, we're not all the same, right? And we need, as part of that coaching and training and working with our team, we need to facilitate them not to just achieve their dreams, but to have a dream, right? Have that dialogue, something really interesting. Um, And then my third point is if there is someone that's underperforming on the team, right, and you've gone in and coached them and you created standard operating procedures and you've done it with them and you've made it clear what the gap is and you've trained to the gap and you've gotten them the support and it's still not working out. Everything is your fault. And that's okay, right? As a business owner or an entrepreneur, what you're paying for is agency, the ability to act, right? And when there's a mismatch in what you're asking and what that other person's asking, We need to protect the culture and protect our energy more than we need to just have a butt in a seat, right? So if you've taken somebody and you said, this is where they can show up as the most excellent version of themselves, as their best self, they can do this job. I know they can. Uh, They couldn't do this thing, but they could do this thing. And you put them in there. Don't be surprised if as your expectations lower, their output lowers as well. It's just a different flavor of person. So certain person that you put under pressure and they exceed expectations. There's a certain flavor of person that you lower your expectations and you, they never can meet those expectations. Be lowered and lowered and lowered. So that's your fault too, right? And if you've found that new opportunity for somebody within your organization and it doesn't work out, consider finding them a new opportunity outside of your organization, right? Because underperformance is a culture killer. You can't say that we're trying to be the best when there's people that aren't trying to even be better, right? And that's our goal is we can look at industry leaders and we can be jealous or we can use that as a beacon, a lighthouse and say, we're going to be better and we're going to keep getting better. We're going to make this product better. We're going to make this ad campaign better. We're going to make our brand a little bit better. We're going to make this video a little tighter. We're going to do something a little bit better and we can keep getting better. The continual improvement puts everyone on our team under a little bit of pressure and that's where excellence thrives And it really creates that separation where you find out this person is not trying to be excellent. They're just trying to go home and drink three Bud Lights and probably fall asleep on the couch. And to be perfectly clear, I don't care. That's perfectly fine. 
that's okay. It's just not okay on my team, right? Because I'm not going to substitute my life and my dreams for somebody that doesn't have a dream, right? So just understand that that long-term, the end of the day, every action of every single person on your team is essentially your fault, right? If it happens and you don't come across, you don't have that coaching moment, you don't change the process, you don't do something in response, it's double your fault, right? You're the person that put them in that position. You're the person that hired them. You're the person that didn't fire them, right? This is difficult. Remember what my grandfather would always say, if it wasn't for the people, business would be easy, right? Because if you didn't have employees and you didn't have customers, you wouldn't have a business. It would be simple. You just fold it up and go home, right? Wouldn't have to worry about anything because you wouldn't have anything. And that's why we're not the same and everything is your fault. So those are some thoughts about people from me today. And I'm telling you this not because I'm coming across as some HR expert or some leader on people. It's because this is something that I'm working on. This is something that we're working on and that we're going to try to get better. And this is like what I've learned in the past little bit. This is what I'm doing right now. So I wanted to share with you because this is such a common question that people have because I'm coming in and facilitating business growth, right? So if you have a product, we're doubling sales or we're tripling sales. If you have a product, we're creating a second product or a third product or a 10th product. And growth creates stress, creates stress on a system. And it's like being in a harbor and the ship is sailing. Like while everything is good and the same and the water is high, everything's fine. But when the tide goes out, you can see the rocks, right? So like when we push hard, when we do things in an unnatural way, right? We, we push growth, we see the rocks. And if we can eliminate those things, just like these people issues or our processes, they can set a foundation for us to scale further in the future, right? But we're going to feel that chaos. We're going to feel that difficulty today. And we have definitely experienced that and we are experiencing that. And that's fine, right? Because that's the natural way of things, right? If we wanted it to be smooth sailing, we could just smoothly sail right into the garbage can. We just like let everything be fine. It's fine, man. But I just thought I'd give that some context is I'm sharing because this is, this is, this is it. This is what it is, right? This is being an entrepreneur. This is being a business owner. This is what it really is, is working through these people issues or the customer issues or the system issues. I I wish it was all designing awesome products and six figure and seven figure launches and kicking your heels up and doing cool stuff. You get that because of this. That's just the end and the bottom line of it. So little call to action, little housekeeping here to to close it up. If you got some value out of this, share it out. Share it on your Facebook. Share it to a friend. Let's get another listener in here. That's how the podcast grows. That's how the show grows, right? If you have a question that if answered will get you to the next level, DM me. Ask that question 
I'll bring on an expert. We're doing multiple live shows every week. We're doing rooms on Clubhouse and really pushing out content this year at another level. I thought at 2020 we were putting out content. 2021 we're putting out a tremendous amount of content, and a lot of that's driven by you, right? So don't just passively listen to this. Message me. Like, let me reach into my network, and I'll bring somebody on, and we'll answer questions, right? Everybody wanted to know about T-shirts. We brought somebody that founded a t-shirt company and does digital marketing. We brought our guy Ryan Williams on there that runs a design, apparel design and fulfillment company, right? So I did you too, right? DM me a question. We'll bring some people on. Come on. But it's 2021. It's time to grow. So that's it for me for today. But I appreciate all you listening. And don't forget to share this out. But my name is Callie Keen, and this has been End Hype. Thank you for listening to the End Hype Podcast. Follow Callie on social at Callie Keen to stay up to date with a bunch of free content and information. Change your life and change the world. End Hype.